You know, my awesome coworker, Nisei, mm-hmm. he now greets me with ta-da. That's awesome. I know, right? I love it. Jack and Judy are going to Puerto Rico. <laughs> I'm calling mom. Nuh-uh, nuh-uh. Welcome to Pivot, a friend's podcast with Whitney and Brianna. Pivot. Pivot. We are here. Episode Yay. nine. The one where Underdog got away. This is one of many, many wonderful, funny, classic Friends Thanksgiving episodes. I kind of wish they would have just called it Thanksgiving, like Thanksgiving in the name, because if you say the one where Underdog got away, I'm not going to, I'm going to automatically think about Underdog in that scene where Chandler's all like, oh, we got to go see him on the roof. Let's go to the roof. We can get a better view. Yeah. And then it's going to take me a little bit to realize, hey, that was the first Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah. Now I get that. Yeah. I wonder why they didn't do like do a title with Thanksgiving in it. I don't know. You would have thought, well, maybe because Thanksgiving wasn't that big of a deal, but Thanksgiving is like a huge storyline. Mm-hmm. Thanksgiving yeah. isn't that big of a story next season the second thanksgiving it's yeah it's barely even it's not even really mentioned it's just you know, thanksgiving that's funny because i was actually thinking about that uh right before when we were talking about doing this podcast actually um i was going through and like going back and looking at the thanksgiving, thanksgiving episodes and i'm like where is season two where's the yeah. season two thanksgiving yeah, I'm sure you found the same thing I did, that it's left out. So everybody's yeah. like, okay, well, they mentioned Thanksgiving or it's around Thanksgiving time mm-hmm. and it was in the second season. So we're just going to call that the Thanksgiving episode. Right. And it's all about the list mm-hmm. where Ross makes the list. and That was kind of a big thing. Yeah. It was a big storyline, so... Yeah, so I guess I that kind of overshadowed it, but I think, everything I think else, yeah. Thanksgiving's just like an afterthought. I, I, I'm not too sure. When we get to it, you know, we'll, all the details will be refreshed, but I don't remember exactly how much or how little Thanksgiving is even talked about, if at all. See, that's, a, uh, that's what I was wondering. Minimal. Like, mm-hmm. It sounds minimal. They might have just picked it like when they aired. They yeah. might have just chosen mm-hmm. like, okay, this aired that close is the closest week in November where they aired a new episode. Well, didn't, didn't, weren't we talking about that? Like it had to been like around Thanksgiving anyway, because when Monica got the job of like the, the mocklet, the mocklet. Yeah. That's why. That's, that's what it was. Yeah. They that's why they called it Thanksgiving. The mo- Yeah. Mm-hmm. They wanted, he wanted Mocklet to be like the Thanksgiving dessert kind of thing or whatever. You're right. Treat. That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. But so, yeah, it really wasn't a Thanksgiving episode. No, not like this one anyway, where it's like Mm-mm. really centered around Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But, well, Let's talk about this first Thanksgiving. This episode aired on November 17th, 
1994. The one where Underdog got away, also known as the first Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And we have our trivia questions. What annoying sound does Rachel keep making when she pretends to ski? <laughs> I'm always channeling future Ross in that episode where they play the lightning round. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's always what I'm trying to do. So yeah. he's always like super fast questions and questions. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hopefully this will all make sense if you don't know what we're already talking about when I try to do my trivia questions in Ross's voice. <laughs> <laughs> um, number two. Okay. That'll be decades from now, though. Yeah, that'll be decades from now. <laughs> oh, it's such a good episode. And you know what? It's one of those earlier episodes. It's like in the first half of Friends. Oh, gosh, it's so good. Okay, back on track. Episode nine. And just one more thing about that future episode. Yes. You would think it's called the lightning round. (laughs) Because that's what I always knew it as. That's what I always referred to it as. Peggy, Peggy, if you're listening, shout out. (laughs) Um, Peggy and I would talk about it. We're like, oh, the lightning round. Like, that was one of our favorite episodes. I was kind of disappointed when I found out it's actually called The One with the Embryos. Yeah. I'm like, uh, that has nothing to do with the episode. <laughs> like, it does a little bit, but it's not the focus it's for me. It's kind of a main thing that, is, that moves forward. It's a side note for me, okay? <laughs> like, my note. main focus is the lightning round. Yes. Y'all That's will agree the main with story. Me. You're going to see, you're going to agree when you re-watch it. You're like, oh, yes. It was so much more about the lightning row. That's okay. hilarious. Okay. Episode nine, uh, the one we're talking about today. Trivia question number two. Now, this is the one where I said it's not directly stated in the episode, but you needed to know in order mm-hmm. to think whether or not Susan is crazy and whether or not mm-hmm. Ross is right or wrong. And like I said, well, I guess I'll say, state my question. Mm-hmm. How old is a human when he or she can hear for the first time? Come on, Ross, you're a scientist. <laughs> I'm so shocked and disappointed at Ross. I'm like, dude, seriously, come on, Ross, you're a scientist. Oh, man. So, Ross. There is that. Mm-hmm. And then our last question. Why does Chandler hate Thanksgiving? It is a thing from not exactly day one, but season one, early on, the very first Thanksgiving, it is well established why Chandler hates Thanksgiving. And this is very important to the entire series. Because it's very consistent. It's very consistent and it makes every future episode hilarious because of mm. this. And it's not like they decided, oh, Chandler's going to hate Thanksgiving, you know, like the second time or the third time they had to do a Thanksgiving episode. It was the very first one. And you know why in the very first one. <laughs> yes. And I just think these are all these genius backstories. We've already talked about how we think. These characters were so well-defined. They already had their histories and their stories before they started doing an episode, and they just stayed consistent throughout 
pretty darn consistent. No show is perfect, but pretty darn consistent the entire Yeah, season. some things are going to fall through the cracks here and there. Yeah. But. Which makes it genius because mm-hmm. their histories, I want to say, line up 99%. Mm-hmm. So. I agree. All right. Well, do you want to give us the rundown on the gist of what's going on here, Whitney, or do you want me to? Uh, you go for it. All right. Well, it's the gang's first Thanksgiving. Now, they had to come up with a reason on how to get all of these six people together for Thanksgiving because when it's Thanksgiving, everybody goes home to their family, usually. So... Rachel has plans to spend with her family and at the very beginning in the cold open, actually, she's asking her boss for an advance because she's a hundred dollars short. She needs a hundred bucks to buy her ticket to go skiing because her and her family always go to Vail. And I do like in this cold open, how she, um, talk when she's talking to her boss, um, how, you know, she actually explains to him why she needs the money. It's like, <laughs> that's what I was going to say too. But she, she, she's explaining to him, like she gives him the whole rundown of like, you know, how, why, you know, she moved to the city and is, you know, doing this whole like independence thing. And this is why I got this job. And she put the little air quotes around job. <laughs> job. <clears throat> oh, just, it's so funny. But like how she just explains all of that. It's like, um, you know, well, usually daddy buys my ticket, <laughs> but I'm doing this whole independence thing. And that's why I got this job. <laughs> Like, it's just great. I love, I love her explanation on why she needs the advance. Yeah. And I'd like to point out that her boss, Terry, he played the dad on Alf. Alf. Yes. I love Alf. Yes. Who didn't watch Alf in the eighties? Oh, totally. Yeah. He was the dad. We're showing our age here. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Shh, don't tell anybody. I wonder if we could find the episodes of Elf. I think my daughter Anaya would like that. It's a good I'm show. I'm sure my kids would. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's sure a wholesome would show. Love it. You know, he's always trying to eat the cat. Like that's so funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> funny. <laughs> that's funny. Kids like that. So I mean, the dude is clearly a puppet. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. love it. I'm going to buy myself an elf t-shirt on that 80s.com oh t-shirt site. Gosh, yes. Get some vent- vintage shirts there. Dude, find myself like a rainbow bright. I bought myself a She-Ra tank top. Thank you. No yes. way. Yes, and it's beautiful. Ugh. I'll send you a picture. Glorious. Yeah. <laughs> so Rachel is talking to Alf's dad. <laughs> so, um. And she's trying to get an advance, and he's like, oh, Rachel, honey, sweetie, you're a terrible waitress. Yeah. You're a terrible like, waitress. And she acknowledges that. She's like, you know, I hear you. I'm, <laughs> I'm right with there with you. you. <laughs> yeah. But, but she's like, I'm just, I'm really trying. And I think I'm doing better. <laughs> 
Then she makes the mistake of actually stepping out to the middle of the coffee house and just asking everybody, does anyone need more coffee? And of course, like everyone everybody does. raises their hands. I love Terry's reaction to that too. He's like, yeah, well, hmm. there you go. <laughs> there you go. Into empty, empty coffee cups around here. Yeah. Um, the gallers also find out in the cold open that Jack and Judy are going to Puerto Rico with their friends. So Ross walks in and no, Monica walks in. And is like, did you know that mom and dad are going to Puerto Rico? And she mentions family friends and he's just like, uh-uh, yeah. you're wrong. He's telling her you're wrong, which, you know, Monica would love to hear over and over how wrong she is. Right. <laughs> and so he can't believe this news. He's like, I'm going to, I'm calling mom. So he gets up and leaves. I just, I actually really love that interaction because it's so like brother, sister. Yes. Childish. Except for it's a so much funny. younger age. Yes. Nuh-uh. Not, not in your twenties, but as kids. Right. I'm calling mom. <laughs> I'm calling mom. <laughs> and so, and then Ross leaves, he comes back and he's like, Oh my gosh, you're right. He's like, how could they do this to us? It's Thanksgiving. And this is where Monica promises that, you know, come over to my place. I will make Thanksgiving just like mom. Mm-hmm. And so now that scene is set, that Thanksgiving is going to happen at Monica's. And so right now it's just Ross and Monica. Um, jo- uh, Joey's there. He's at the and coffee Phoebe. house. Oh, is this? Oh, okay, my hopadillo is taking effect. Excuse me. me. Joey is there. And they assume. Oh, yeah, because Joey walks in, I remember, and he's got like full makeup. He's got like this makeup. It looks like stage makeup because when you're in a play or something, it's super obvious. No one would ever put on makeup like that. Uh uh. No, it turns out it's not for a play or anything. He is um, taking photos for like one of those healthy, healthy, healthy guys for the free clinic. He's so, now an actor slash slash model. Taking modeling pictures. I love this. Uh, and Ch- Chandler says, oh, that's funny. I thought you were uh, Joey Tribbiani, man slash woman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and so they're like, oh, Joey, you're going to go home for Thanksgiving. He's like, oh yeah. And you know, he's also explaining, like you said, Whitney, um, he's modeling because they're going to use this picture for the free clinic. Um, the me- I think it's the medical clinic they mentioned. And so he's, ta- they're like, oh yeah, you can be one of those healthy, healthy guys. So I guess they're just using pictures to promote, I'm guessing health and wellness, yeah, I mean, it had to because he was like, he said that uh, one the of the girls. things, she goes, oh, do you know which one you're going to be? And and he's like, no, but I heard Lyme disease is, was available. So, mm. yeah, he's <laughs> crossing fingers his fingers crossed. Fingers. Yeah, and Chandler's like, gee, man, I hope you, I get, hope it. you get it. And Did you notice normal. Rachel's face? Like, because she's sitting on the arm of the couch right next to Chandler, and the way she kind of like looks down at him, she kind of does a double take and was like, 
Yeah, because <laughs> you scrunched her face up a little bit. Like what? <laughs> yeah, so you really don't hope you get Lyme disease, but they're talking about just like you know the modeling job that goes with that, you know, announcement. And Monica uh, and Phoebe are in agreement that the asthma guy is really cute. <laughs> the asthma guy, that was funny. Yeah. So Joey, like, ooh, the asthma guy is really cute. <laughs> uh huh. Joey doesn't know what his picture is going to be matched up with, but obviously it promotes health and wellness. Yes. And it, he'll be matched up with something. They'll use his picture. And they also ask Phoebe, hey, Phoebe, are you going to be with your grandma for Thanksgiving? And she says, oh, yeah, but we're going to be celebrating in December because remember grandma's boyfriend? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Um, he's His lunar. lunar. So they're following the lunar calendar. If you're lunar, do you even celebrate Thanksgiving? Is that on the lunar calendar? I have no idea because I have no idea what the lunar calendar is, honestly. I was like, I don't even know what that is. And that might be interesting. I I think at some point when I think about it, I might Google that. But Well, because Chinese New Year is different from the American New Year. Right. Um, but I don't know if you're lunar. Do you even celebrate Thanksgiving? It just doesn't sound like it would be on the lunar calendar. I could I understand no maybe idea. a new year, full moon, half moon, crescent moon. <laughs> I don't know much about the lunar calendar. Hey, I don't know either. That's what I'm saying. It's like if I think about it at some point, moon. I might Google it and learn a little bit more because it <laughs> sounds interesting. I'm like, you know. Well, why not learn about the lunar calendar? <laughs> why not? Maybe you'll have two Thanksgivings. Celebrate American style. And then again in December, you can have Christmas and a second Thanksgiving. And second Thanksgiving. <laughs> I like it. Uh-huh. Um, oh, um, I was going to say about this as well. Before she asks Phoebe about her plans, she asks she actually states to uh, Chandler, and I assume you're still boycotting <laughs> all. all pilgrim holidays. And he said, I like <laughs> kind his of, response. Yeah. Yes, I am. I'm like every single one of them. <laughs> right. He's like, yeah. She's like, you're still boycotting all the pilgrim holidays. He's like, yes, every single one. And I was like, every single one. You would think that Thanksgiving is the only pilgrim holiday, but I kind of think Columbus Day would count as. I was going to say Columbus Day, yeah, right? Pilgrim Day, yeah. (laughs) And do you know what? I used to get Columbus Day off of work when I started working there, and Mm. we haven't had it off in like five or six years or something. Hmm. I don't know. I'd like to have that day off. Thank you. <laughs> Again. Anyways. Anyway. Oh, that's funny. Now let's get to uh, what's driving most of this or a huge part of this. Should we talk all about Ross or should we talk about everything that happens with Rachel? Nah, we should say Rachel for a little bit because that's going to cross over with Ross. Yeah. Let's start with Ross. Okay, so Ross, he's going to spend Thanksgiving with Monica, obviously. Right. And Phoebe, since she is free this November for 
non-lunar. For, for the traditional Thanksgiving. Yes. For non-lunar Thanksgiving. And Ross goes to Susan and Carol's to pick up his skull. Now, Whitney and I kind of jumped the gun. And before we started recording the episode, <laughs> I told her, I was like, okay, Ross goes over to Carol and Susan's. Carol is not home. So it's just Susan. And Ross tells her that he just came over to get his skull. And Susan's all, okay, what does it look like? And he gives our sarcastic remark. He's like, you know, just bones, no skin. He kind of like almost scoffs a little bit because he's like, um, like, I don't know, a, a, a face without skin. Yes, that's what he says. And Susan, of course, smart ass Susan, she's like, yeah, I'm familiar with the concept, <laughs> which I totally get, but I have to side with Ross. I think if someone is like, what does a skull look like? I'm like, uh, bones and no skin, like a skull. Right. But see, then so, I was also thinking like, well, he works at a museum. He like Carol borrowed the skull from a museum or from the museum from Ross. So, I mean, it could have been, I don't know, maybe some kind of like dinosaur skull or some prehistoric something or other. I don't know. It could have been not human. I guess so. That was the, that was the only thing I thought, too. I was like, uh, it's a skull. And I was like, well, maybe it was a dinosaur head or a human one. Yeah. So Susan suggests, well, you know, let's just look for it. Cause she doesn't know where it, where it's at either. And they get into the conversation. And this is funny because Ross is looking on their bookshelf and he's like, this is one of my funniest moments. Like, I okay, you say, cause I, I wasn't going to quote it word for word. You go ahead. If it's one I of your funniest it. moments. <laughs> so Ross is looking for the skull. He kind of goes over to the bookshelf and he, he's looking at the books and he is like, you guys sure have a lot of books about being a lesbian and Susan replies like she kind of stands up because she's looking somewhere else and she stands up and turns so she was like well you know you have to take a course <laughs> I like otherwise, the way she says that yeah otherwise they don't let you do it <laughs> <laughs> it's just so like deadpan it's, yes. so, it's like just a flat response and it is like, it is like what we come to know of Susan. Yeah. She's like, kind of like Chandler. She's very much like she, she's, uh, yeah, she, she loves the sar sarcastic responses. Um, but she says it in like much more of a, like a deadpan delivery. <laughs> yeah. I love the way she says it. It's funny. She's like, well, you know, you have to take a course. <laughs> Otherwise, that, that part cracks me up. They won't let you do it. <laughs> <laughs> and then Ross makes a face kind of like, I do not want that image. No, no, thanks. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So they're looking. Oh, were you going to say something else? No, I just love this whole apartment scene, actually. So go yeah. ahead. <laughs> yeah, no, it's good. They get on the subject that 
Susan talks to the baby. Now, if you were, oh, yeah, or if Yertle the Turtle, he saw the book. Yeah, he saw the book Yertle, Yertle the Turtle on the, and she says, Yeah, I'm reading it to the baby. Now, for those of you that might be joining us for the first time, uh, or if you haven't seen Friends in a long time, Carol is pregnant with Ross's baby, but she's pregnant, so, um, and she's already with Susan, so it's Susan and Carol, and Ross has just found out that Susan, his rival, right? Because Yeah, his nemesis. His nemesis. His nemesis stole, you stole <laughs> the wife. Okay, if you don't know, that's Chandler in a future episode. You stole, you stole. <laughs> um, so Ross can't stand Susan, but he does his best just to get along. So he finds out that Susan is reading this book to the baby who is still in utero because I already said Carol is pregnant. Hello. Mm-hmm. And he just thinks this is redonkulous. Oh, he- Think she's totally crazy. Mm-hmm. He goes to the unborn baby. Doesn't that make you crazy? <laughs> now that's yeah. not an exact quote, but it's pretty darn close. Because no, I think saying, that wouldn't is. that make you crazy? Yeah. And well, Susan says that she talks to the baby all the time because she wants the baby to know her voice. Mm-hmm. And she is telling him, like, you don't think that they can hear? Like they can hear. Uh, anyways, I just, I love this, um, little quote here. Um, Ross asks if she talks about him. Yeah. And he's like, uh, so do you, uh, do you guys talk about me? And she goes, she was like, oh yeah, all the time. But we just refer to you as Bobo the sperm guy. Yeah. I'm like, dude, Ross, they do not talk about you. They do not. (laughs) So, of course, Susan makes a joke out of it. Like, oh, yeah, all the time. Well, I just love it because she's like, she was actually smiling and nodding at first. Like, oh, yeah, all the time. And then she went, but we just refer to you as Bobo the sperm guy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, Ross. Sorry, they don't. And he makes a face and he's like, ugh. So let's answer this trivia question. How old is a human when he or she can hear for the first time? Does it actually say like months? I mean, because it'd be just in utero. It is in utero. You, it's not actually months after you're born. It's, yeah, it's months while you are like we just said, in utero, yeah, um, it's actually 18 weeks. And in some places, uh, okay. you might find as early. Now, you're going to have to divide, divide by four. Some months have five weeks. So there you go. Um, yeah. Some might even say as early as 15 weeks in utero. Um, but the majority of the time, it's pretty much considered like 18 weeks in utero. So this is why I'm kind of like, come on, Ross, you're a scientist. <laughs> Because Ross is, like, telling the other friends, like, Susan's reading to the baby, and 
you know, I should have some belly time too. Not that I believe any of this. And I'm like, come on boss, you're a scientist, but here's some interesting facts. You begin to hear, like we said, between 15 and 18 weeks, let's just say 18 weeks in utero. Oh, look, I did the math. Mm. That is, um, Oh no, this is something else. Your ears begin to develop after three to four weeks. So -hmm. when you're about three to four weeks old in utero, your ears are developing. And by five and a half months, you are able to differentiate sounds. Mm. And now when I was pregnant, by this time, everybody already knew that yes, the baby can hear sounds and the baby can hear voices and the baby can tell the difference between different sounds and also hence different voices. Right. Now here's something interesting that most people um, may not know that the baby, the baby knows mom. And as soon as baby is born, baby recognizes mom's voice as this is mom, because that's the voice that baby's going to know the best. Mm -hmm. And when the baby, and this is in utero, back to in utero, pre-born baby knows the mother's voice. And the way scientists know this is because the baby's heart rate increases when he or she Mm. hears the mother's voice. Is that not freaking amazing? It is. I'll throw this something else in there. This I had to learn in uh, graduate school. You actually start learning your native language while in utero. So your ears are developing. You can now hear. Mm -hmm. You can differentiate sounds. And languages have different rhythms. There's a time-based rhythm language and there's like, um, shoot, like a s- syllable, mm-hmm. syllable-based rhythm. Um, this is why we, uh, there's a difference between English and Spanish. And a lot of people would say, I can't understand Spanish. It's so fast. It's because they're more of like syllable-based. So they're putting the same stress on every syllable So it appears like they're speaking faster. Whereas us Mm. in English, it's more of like a time thing. So our syllables don't have equal amount of time. So Spanish appears to be faster. And so depending on what your native language is, obviously there's so many languages around the world. You're um, in utero, you're laying down the foundation, the rhythm, the pattern of your language. And then when you're born, you're going to fill that in with the words. That's interesting. Like I actually, um, I think it's one of Ben's aunts actually was saying something that she um, had read uh, something about that. Like, you know, whenever, um, like when babies babble, like when they're young, when they start babbling, it's because they're still like they they're born like with all like all this like language in their head. Yeah. And then they're trying to differentiate, like trying to get out like the right. They're trying to form them. And that's yeah. why like um, 
after you're born, we wouldn't spend a whole lot more time on this, but after you're born, your, your brain starts telling, starts telling you, okay, these are the sounds we're hearing all the time. So we're only going to focus on that. Any other sounds that we don't really hear, we're just going to ignore. So they come very in tune to the sounds in your native language. This is why if you go to try to learn a different language, like for a lot of English speakers Mm -hmm. that try to learn Spanish as an adult, if you didn't grow up around someone who was able to roll their R's or to make some crazy sound like there's there's even some sounds that I have difficulty um that they say in Spanish and Mm -hmm. it's like a t-l-x-c-h like I'm like what kind of sound is that you know and like they've got like these mountains that have those names and I'm just like what so if you don't hear it early on it's almost like you don't hear it as an adult when you're trying to learn it. So right. that's why you have such a hard time rolling your R's. That's yeah, why I you have such a hard time mimicking a sound because your brain ain't registering it. Because it threw it, it's like, nope, we didn't. Brianna, you should have heard ago. me in, a, in high school Spanish. Oklahoma accent trying to <laughs> <laughs> trying to speak Spanish. Oh my goodness gracious. <laughs> it wasn't happening. <laughs> yeah. So it's very interesting. So human beings and language will blow your mind. Point is it's you all, it's all very interesting at 18 though. Weeks. Yeah. You start hearing it at 18 weeks and you start learning your native tongue before you're ever born. Mm-hmm. That is incredible. Learning that is. before you're ever born. I know that's awesome. I know. Ah, I know. The more you know. The more <laughs> you know. So, <laughs> Ross, come on, Ross. You're a scientist. I keep saying that. I love it. I, I think it's hilarious where Phoebe says that to Ross in the future. Come on, oh, Ross. Oh, gosh. I know. I, I know. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and like Ross, you know, he's thinking Susan is nuts. He leaves. He's hanging out with everybody at the apartment. And he's like, you know, this is nuts. I think I should get some belly time too if Susan is. Not that I believe any of this. And Phoebe's like, oh yeah, I totally believe it. And yeah. what, what does, I've been talking a bunch. Tell us, Whitney, what does Phoebe suggest? Oh, um, Phoebe suggests, she's like, well, here's it. Like, let's do this little experiment. You put your head inside this turkey and we'll start talking and you'll be able to hear everything we say. Yes. Cause now Which, that's funny because that comes back later. Yes. And Monica's working on Thanksgiving food for everybody. Mm-hmm. And so sticking to Ross, he it it shows him where he goes back to the apartment and now it's just him and Carol. Mm-hmm. It's just him and Carol on the couch and he's trying to talk to the baby, but he just also flat out tells Carol, I feel stupid. Like I can't do this. This is ridiculous. Yeah. And he's all, let's face it. You're a fetus. 
You're just glad you don't have gills anymore. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, he's having a hard time. And, but what, what really gets him going is, you know, she finally, she's like, you know, you don't have to, you know, talk to it just because Susan does. And as soon as that, it's like, oh, hello, baby. Yes. Hello. You know, it's like he finally, like, gets into it. But it's but it's that whole competition thing almost. Like, yes. If, you know, Susan. If, if Susan gets to or if Susan can do it, then I can. Yep. Yep. Like, if Susan's doing it, I got to do it, too. Mm-hmm. And so Which it's funny. We'll see more of that later as well. Right. That, that, that will go on almost forever. <laughs> And what's funny is she goes, well, he starts talking to the baby about how he picked a major. And he's like, everyone was This is one of the things that really doesn't quite line up. Right. And in the show's defense, this is season one. And what Whitney is referring to is like, what, season nine? It's way down the line. It's like, it's eight or nine, I want to say. It's not the last one. But it's towards the end. Seven mm-hmm. or on, somewhere in there. Right. I want to say eight or nine. But um, so he's telling the baby, he goes in, on a dare, I picked paleontology. <laughs> yeah. Which like what Whitney just said, we'll find out decades later. Mm-hmm. Isn't completely later. accurate. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it could work. It could have worked. It could have still, it could still line up. Like that was his passion. And it was like, dude, you should totally do it. Maybe he was going to go the quote-unquote safe route and go into business or finance. Yeah, maybe. And maybe he decided on a dare to go with his true passion. Dinosaurs. <laughs> he, Dinosaurs. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, because I, I mean, I don't know. There's, there's a couple of mentions of his childhood or whatever. It just, I don't know. Yeah, I mean but that we'll, doesn't line up on a dare. We'll find out. We'll we'll come across yeah. we'll come across some hiccups and some oh well, it could have worked. And Carol suggests, okay, you don't you don't have to talk to the baby. You can sing to the baby. He's like, oh, I'm not doing that. And what happens? Well, Susan starts you know unlocking the door and walks in. So of course he shushes her because she's asking, hey, how's it going? And and he shushes her. And starts singing to the to the baby, and he's kind of making up his own little song. Do you know what song he's singing? I want to say is like he does make up like, his own song, but it's actually that, hey, we're the monkeys. Yes, you know the monkeys too. <laughs> I totally recognize it. I was a huge fan of the monkeys. <laughs> I was I, a huge fan, but I recognize the song. I love the monkeys. I had their records, which used to belong to my aunt that's funny because apparently the monkeys they were a tv show before my time before our Mm -hmm. time whitney but when we were tiny tiny that tv show was in syndication so the reruns Mm -hmm. were playing and i remember just seeing bits and pieces okay i don't know why i was allowed to watch this show looking back i was like this is not appropriate for children especially for kids age kindergarten and down. But I loved it. I don't know why. It had to be been for the music and the song. And right. I, that's, you know what? I used to think John Travolta was my first crush in life. I think it was actually Davy Jones from The Monkey. <laughs> now that I'm thinking about it. 
Yes. Oh my gosh. It's actually Davy Jones. <laughs> I've been telling everybody is John Travolta when I was in first grade from watching Grease, but no. I think that's the monkeys TV show before I ever oh. before I saw Grease. But oh wow. I don't so know. Funny. How parents let me watch that. But yeah, that that's a they're called the monkeys. They were a it was a total TV show. So it wasn't real. It wasn't like. They a, weren't actually a real band that turned no. into a TV show. It was like a, a band a for the TV show. About a band, which yeah. was, they were only a band because that was what the script called for. And then the show, I guess, was really popular. And because they were always playing these songs on the TV show, they actually made records. And they the guys probably That's went so on funny. tour for real. So, oh yeah, and Mickey, Mickey was my second favorite. Oh, Mickey Dolan? Yes. The Dolans? Oh, you do know. Yeah. I just, I'm good with names. And there was the other guy, there was Peter, and then the other guy, the least cutest. Peter was funny, but Mickey was also funny. You know what? Mickey was Chandler. Mickey was more <laughs> of the sarcastic one. So I thought Davey was cutest in looks. Okay, dude, I must have been like five or something when I came up with this, when I rated these guys. And Mickey, Mickey, um, he was funny, like sarcastic funny, I think. I'm actually looking them up. And then Peter was just a goofball. And then... Tork. Peter Tork. Um, Mickey Dolan. Mike. Mike. Jones. His name was Mike. Yep. Michael Mike might have been the drummer and he always wore like you a know. toboggan beanie. Least nope. cutest in my book. I can't see that. But that's when he's old. Whitney, that's when they're old. I don't want to see pictures. Well, I know of that. Mickey old. I'm just saying, there's, well, that Davy Jones, that's still his. Well, that's him when he's cute. He is. Look, he's so cute. Peter Tork, piano. Mike, Michael Nesmith, piano, Mickey Dolan's drum kit. Oh, Mickey was the drummer. Oh, Mike played yeah. the guitar. Mm. Yeah. All right. Okay, so I'm he's really talking singing. about the monkeys right now. Okay, yeah, so back to it. I was like, um, I need to be in bed in 30 minutes. <laughs> um, we got a ways to go. But yeah, he, Ross starts singing their theme song, but he changes the words. And I wonder if that's because like maybe they had to pay a royalty if they sang the exact words or well, he, maybe that's just a tune that he could he could make a song up to. Yeah, but yeah, cuz they don't sing the monkeys words, but Ross no. is totally, "Hey, hey, we're the monkeys. Yeah. People say we monkey around." <laughs> We're too busy singing to put anybody down. Hey, hey, we're the monkeys. That's how it goes. That's how it go- Whitney is so laughing at me, but that's how it goes. <laughs> that's how it goes, okay? I promise. <laughs> so, no, but I think it's things- just a catchy, I think it's just a catchy tune that he was able to, you know, make his own words up to and like it's, it was probably easy yes, but I to get permission to, to use the tune. It's from the monkeys. It is. It is from the monkeys. So you would have They're to be really there. old to know that. <laughs> but yeah, he's like, 
hey, hey, I'm your daddy. I'm the one without any breasts. <laughs> yeah. He says something else in there, but but yeah, yeah. it was like he did like two little verses. Oh, he he's like oh, but while he's singing, I buy you a kicks. bagel, and, and then, then we'll go, go to the zoo. Hey, hey, I'm your daddy. I'm the one. But while he's singing breasts. the first, while he's singing that first verse, that's when the baby kicks. Yes, and it's a big deal. So baby kicks for the first time because Carol, he's like, "Have you ever felt that before?" And Carol's like, "No." Mm-hmm. She so, was shocked. They kind of like jump back. They're like, oh, what? Yeah. And then yeah. Susan, because she was still walking in, she's taking off her coat. She's like, keep singing, keep singing. And she comes from around the couch to also put her hand on Carol's belly. belly. So yeah. there's Ross, Carol, and Susan, and Ross keeps singing. And the baby I think that's again. kind of a, a sweet representation of their family. Um, also, the fact that at first, Ross, like, Swatted her hand away because she <laughs> took over his spot. <laughs> oh, there he is again. Competition. But but there was like all three of them had hands on belly feeling baby. And I thought that was sweet. Yeah. Yeah. And let's move on to the apartment where Monica is now trying to make three different types of mashed potatoes because along the way everyone's asking her oh can you do it like my mom in the beginning remember at the coffee house ross is like can you make the mashed potatoes with lumps with lumps yeah like mom she's like she's, you're not she's not trying to tell to him you lumps. know you're not supposed to have lumps and he's like mm, not having it he has to have the lump so she's <clears> like fine i'll make them lumpy and then Somehow, Phoebe tells what Phoebe did to the potatoes. She was helping Monica cook, and what, she, what did she do? Oh, Phoebe whipped the potatoes instead of leaving them like lumpy. She whips them, and Monica says Ross needs to have lumps, or he has to have lumps. And Phoebe says, "Oh, well, I thought we can, you know, we would whip them." And then add sautéed peas and uh, peas and onions. And she said, Monica's like, why? Why would I do that? (laughs) Because it'd be just like my mom used to make, you know, before she killed herself. You know, so everyone's like doing a little guilt trip on Monica. Like, oh, Joey, Joey is now in on Thanksgiving because we find out what his healthy, healthy, healthy guy is. And he has VD. (laughs) So he, his whole family thinks that he has VD and you know, they don't want him at Thanksgiving. (laughs) It's like you stay your place. So So he is now. Yeah. I wanted to add about Joey because this, I actually called this my funniest moment for the episode. So like, okay. you, like you said, Joey found out what his face was going to be matched up to for the health clinic. And he's the post, literally the poster boy for VD. Now, back in 1994, when I watched this episode, I didn't know what VD was. Uh-uh. It stands for venereal disease. Another name for venereal disease is an STD. Mm-hmm. So I think VD is the older term. Yeah. Um, 
because yeah, if you would have said STDs, like, okay, yeah, I know what that is. So VD, it's the same as an STD. Back when I used to watch it, I didn't know what that was, but I knew it was bad. (laughs) But of course I watched it later in reruns and just a couple of years later, I, I knew what that was. So I was like, okay. And so Joey says, yeah, can they post his picture or the, that everywhere. everywhere you just see like a little montage of like his face and it says um what mario, what isn't, mario telling you. isn't telling you that is my funniest moment um that's what i'm calling the funniest thing out of this whole show because <laughs> what mario isn't telling you it's this picture of joey just standing there with his arms crossed and he's just looking you know, he's not happy. He's not sad. You know, he actually looks kind of pleasant. Yeah. And what Mario isn't telling you. And then I forgot the rest of it, but it's like, he's got an STD and yeah. he's not telling you. And it's going up in coffee shops and wings and pizza places, storefront windows. It's in the Times Square. Yeah, it's everywhere. And it's just like what Mario isn't telling you, what Mario. I just think it's hilarious that they gave him the name Mario. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mario. But Mario isn't telling you. <laughs> oh my gosh. But I what I think is the like also really funny about that is that his his own family is like, uh-uh, you're not coming home for Thanksgiving. Yes. They're like, uh, like okay, man. you know my name is not Mario, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just mo- these were modeling pictures. They just needed somebody to go there. No. It was like you did not name me Mario, <laughs> yeah, right? So he's not allowed home for Thanksgiving. So now he's spending it with the Gellers, the Geller kids, and Phoebe. And what kind of mashed potatoes? What kind of potatoes did he request? Do you remember? Oh, tots. He wants tots. He wants tater tots. Yes. Like his mom. Joey has to have, yes, Joey has to have tots because it was like, what was it? Like a a piece of turkey, um, something else, and a tot. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's mashed potatoes and tater tots, if I'm remembering correctly. Anyways, yeah, so you have lumpy potatoes for us, whipped potatoes, and then... But Joey and, and Joey and Phoebe do like that whole guilt trip on Monica because obviously Phoebe is not with her family because her, you know, mom died when she was younger and she doesn't really have like many other Anything. relatives right. and uh, or at least that she spends time with anyway. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Mario here has VD, so he's <laughs> <laughs> he's banned from home, and so now he's given her a whip or like a, a guilt trip about you know oh my mom always did tots. <laughs> and I wonder, I didn't pay attention to the other episodes leading up to this one. I want yeah. to say that this is the first time that Phoebe uses the whole oh well you know because my mom's dead or. Oh, my this is not going to be here. Or, this is the first you know, time she actually does that. Because Phoebe uses that a lot. In later it, episodes, yes. Once, yes. Like, moving forward, this because, is like, not the first time. Actually, the first time that we actually even really hear much about her her mom 
is in the first episode. Remember whenever she's telling Rachel, like, I know exactly how you feel, you know, oh, like being yes. overwhelmed being in the city. And she's like, I remember the first time I was alone in the city as like right after my mom killed herself and, you know, whatever, blah, 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 blah. And she just kind of like glosses over all of that. So now it's, she's using mama's death. <laughs> yes. To get something she wants. She so like it's a guilt trip. it. And she will do that from time to time. I guess not all the time. Not all the time. But time to time. Mm-hmm. When, when something. More than once or twice. When she drops the ball on something. So like she'll. Well, well, it's hard for me to remember <laughs> that people have mothers because Mike killed herself. Yeah, or when she forgets to invite uh, <laughs> Rachel's mom to the baby. Well, that's shower. what I was talking about. That's my like she got blamed for that. My yeah. baby shower. She's like, yes, and neither is mine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like, <sighs> oh my gosh, oh gosh, good she, episodes. She good uses episodes that in the future. She uses but, that for sure. Now this is when Chandler busts in through the door. Now remember, he's boycotting Thanksgiving. And a little earlier in the episode, when they're all hanging out at the apartment and, you know, Phoebe's like, oh, Ross, stick your head in this turkey. You can totally um, hear, you know, it's just like a baby. Um, Chandler's not there. Monica gave him his Thanksgiving food and he took off. And do you remember what his food was? Yeah, it was um, <clears throat> grilled cheese fixins. <laughs> <laughs> um uh, a, a, a bag of funyuns, bag of bunions, and tomato and soup. Tomato soup. That's what the other one. Okay, thank you. I could not remember. Yeah, I, I wrote them down. I was like, because I never really paid attention, but yeah, tomato soup. Oh, stuff to make a grilled cheese sandwich and giant bag of funyuns. Do you want to add something? On? Well, I'm trying to. Okay, never mind. Go ahead. So Chandler wasn't there. Like Monica gave him that stuff earlier and he took off. Well, then he comes back and he's like, oh, my yes, gosh. it's definitely before this. We need this? to go back and like understand why Chandler hates Thanksgiving. Oh, hello. Tell us, Whitney. It's pretty important. Yes. So, um, oh, yes, I think After she gives him all that bag stuff, the funyuns and stuff. And Rachel, yeah. what the hell's wrong with Thanksgiving? Yeah, time? well, Rachel's like, what? That's seriously your, you know, your Thanksgiving dinner? Like, what? what is wrong with you? With you in this holiday. <laughs> yes, what is with you in this holiday? And so he says, like, basically gives her the spiel. Like, and everyone else has clearly heard it because they're like, ah. Oh. A billion times. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So Chandler hates Thanksgiving because that was the moment they were all like sitting, he and his family, when he was a kid, they were sitting down having Thanksgiving dinner. And that was the moment his parents told him they were getting divorced and he threw up pumpkin pie. Yeah. And he's like, Something to the effect of you wouldn't like Thanksgiving either once you've seen it in reverse. Yeah. And he was thrown up with this terrible news. Yes. He was not thrilled with the idea of his parents getting divorced. And that was the uh, time they chose to tell him. 
They yep. were getting divorced. Over Thanksgiving dinner. Over Thanksgiving dinner. Aww. So I know. Kind of makes you feel bad for him. <laughs> yeah, that's, I like, mean, that is a huge like, deal. You, uh, pieces Constantly are falling reminded. in place. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like, well, I, okay, yeah. Those are not I'm starting to understand you a little bit more. But, yeah, so that's why, yeah, that's why he hates Thanksgiving. He won't have anything to do with any Thanksgiving food, which I, uh, that, like in the reverse thing, it takes a long time to eat something again after you've thrown it up. I ate an entire jar of cherries when I was in kindergarten and my mom, it was brand new. And my best friend, Stacy knew was over at my house and my mom was like, don't eat all those cherries. It's going to make you sick, man. I ate that whole jar and I don't even think Stacy got one cherry. And, um, yeah, I threw up. That's when I lived in Houston, which uh-huh. means I was, cause I lived in Houston and Katie. So when I lived in that part of Houston, I was in kindergarten and I threw up and Stacy was at my house. And to this day, I will not eat cherries <laughs> for the longest time. I wouldn't eat them at all ever. Once I got into like my twenties, then mm-hmm. I might eat one and then as I got a little older maybe if I did eat some it'd be one maybe two is a stretch but I'm never (laughs) buy I never buy them I never ask for them and it's very rare that I'll have one maybe two oh yeah Maddie to this day so has a hard time eating my daughter Maddie she um has a hard time eating uh Jello, like strawberry jello. Oh, she, no. yeah, it was just unfortunate. The jello did not make her sick. I could actually tell that she was kind of feeling a little bit under the weather whenever she had the jello for an after school snack. Um, it turned out later that, yeah, she had a little bit of a bug. She oh. <laughs> later came into our room in the middle of the night and she had thrown it up and it was red all down her pajamas oh. freaked me out oh, no, why is it red oh I, I was like oh my god what's wrong with and then I, I remembered the jello and I was like oh my gosh that's a jello never mind yeah <laughs> she will not touch it <laughs> oh because like Chandler it's not so good once you've seen it in reverse. No. It make her sick, but she was sick, and that was, you know, one of the last things yeah, she did. Yeah, I've tried to tell her. I was like, honey, the Jello did not make you sick. Jello is perfectly fine to eat, but she, she's like, whatever. Yeah, and that's fine. That's fine. She doesn't have to eat it. <laughs> right. And so, yeah, that's why Chandler hates Thanksgiving. That's our trivia question. Yeah. Before, before we go on, one trivia question that we haven't talked about, which I think Rachel might have said at the very beginning when she said, oh, we, always spend yeah. it, we always spend it in Vail. We go skiing. She brings this up all the time. Now, we left off on that Rachel needed $100 more, mm-hmm. and she didn't make it. She broke a cup. She had to pay for that. Um, she just didn't make it, right? Yeah. Yeah, right. She just didn't make it. 
And so she's very sad that she's not going to be able to go and have Thanksgiving with her family because she couldn't buy her plane ticket. And everybody's like, oh, Rachel, here's your mail. And so they had secretly all pitched in $20 and gave it to her. So between all of them, she got her 100 bucks and she bought herself her ticket, her plane ticket. Mm. So this whole episode, she's been making comments and talking about skiing and I want to go skiing and I love skiing. And every time she follows it up with the most annoying thing ever. Do you want to be annoying, Whitney, or do you want me? I'll do it. Do it. Shoop, shoop, shoop. (laughs) So annoying. It annoyed me back then in the 90s when I watched it, and it annoys me now. Well, because she she does it. uh, It's not just a one-time thing. It's a few times during the episode, and Chandler calls her out. I was like, oh, you must stop shooping. <laughs> He's actually very nice. I'm surprised they didn't have Chandler say something else. Oh, he could have been very, like, a <clears throat> little bit more sarcastic about, about it. He just, yep. he's just like, oh, you must stop shooping or shooping. stop saying that or something. Yeah, like that. no, he says shooping. Oh, you must stop shooping. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, dude, you need to shut up, shut up, shut up. <laughs> Quoting Chandler in the future. <laughs> yeah. So that's that. And so now Chandler runs in and he's like, you guys. Actually, before I'm going to say the reason why he walks out of the apartment. I love this. Go Phoebe, for it. Phoebe teases him like incoming pumpkin pie. Nah. And he's like, <laughs> she like airplanes it in like right in front of Chandler and uh, he's like, we all laughed when it was the stuffing, but this is just too, like, this has just gone too far or something like that. <laughs> and so he turns and he walks back home. He's like, uh-uh, I'm not st- like sitting here with pumpkin pie in my face. Right. But then so he comes he running in later. So yes, yes, you're right. That's why he left again. And he comes running back in and he's like, you guys, underdog has gotten away. Now underdog was a cartoon and I know when we were kids, Whitney, it had to have been like in syndication. Oh, we had yeah. to have cut the reruns. Isn't I don't know when Underdog is is he from the sixties or the seventies? Like we weren't watching new episodes. No, no, we were not. So I'm not too sure what what mm, no. <laughs> when that was, but it was well before our time. Yes. And but he's he kind of looks like Snoopy. And he turns into a superhero, but he's the underdog. And so they have this giant balloon float, um, giant Thanksgiving parade. And that float, yeah, that float got away. Um, Well, isn't the Macy's parade in Chicago or is it New York? New York. It is? Uh Uh-huh. Oh, I was thinking Chicago. Anyway. So that balloon got away. That float got away. He's floating away, and Chandler busts in, and he's like, oh, my gosh. Underdog got away. Like, this is so crazy and cool. I'm going up to the roof to see it. You guys come with me. And, you know, Rachel is like, oh, no, I got to leave, because Rachel was on her way out. She had her skis. 
She had her back. She was ready to go. He's like, no, I got to catch my plane, my flight. And he's like, come on. This is like a once in a lifetime thing. And so she's Giant like, inflatable oh. dog hovering over the city. <laughs> he's like, when does this ever happen? And Phoebe's like, almost, almost never. never. <laughs> almost never. You know, sometimes. Mm. All, you know, almost never. Almost never. So they all take off. And this is going to be like a huge thing too. They all run out the door and they close and lock the door. Remember, this is season one. So they're actually locking the door in season one. In future seasons, that's not going to be the case. But in this episode, the door locks because Monica and Rachel, one of them's like, got the keys. And the other one's like, yeah, um, don't take that yeah. as direct quotes. So this is the whole Monica's thing. Monica's out the door and she's like, got the keys. And Rachel goes, okay. <laughs> so they come back and they realize we never see underdog or anything like that. We just see that they all run out. Rachel's pressed for time. She's not even sure if she should go because she's got to catch her flight. They all come back and they can't get into the apartment. They're all waiting for each other to open the door. And this is when the ladies realized they had a miscommunication. And they argue about it. Do you want to tell us about that? It has to do with the infliction of your voice. Tone is 30% of your communication message. Because Monica... I'm sorry, it's 20. It's (laughs) 70% body language, 20% tone... 10% 10% the actual words you use. There you go. <laughs> so Monica claims that as she was walking out the door, she said, you got the keys? Because they're each telling each other, well, you have the keys. So open the, I don't have the keys. You said you had the keys. I didn't uh-huh. say I had them. You said you had them. Monica's like, why would I say I had the keys? I asked you if you had the keys. It's like, well, why would I have the keys? So anyways, and she goes, no, Rachel says, no, you said, I have the keys. Got the key, got the keys. So anyways, it's like this whole like keys, yeah. keys. Because Mon- Monica's like, no, I said, got the keys. <laughs> yeah. You know, like <laughs> inflection, question. Chandler says, does anybody have the keys? (laughs) (laughs) So the guys come over with like, neither one of them have the keys. They argue about it. The guys come over. They're like, we have some spare keys, but they have like a zillion spare keys. Yeah, it's like a box of spare, uh, spare keys. It's like a whole drawer of spare keys. So that's the big debate. Rachel and Monica... Who actually, you know, what did they say? And Whitney, did you catch it? Because a lot of the times I don't catch it. And I was like, oh, I didn't, I didn't notice the inflection. But I paid attention on one specific time. What do you think happened, Whitney? Did you catch it? Is there a clear who's right, who's wrong? Monica or Rachel? I don't I don't about the keys. There's a clear. I don't know. I don't know if there's a clear in my eyes. It's not a clear. I mean, I kind of side with Monica because it seems like her voice went up a little bit and Rachel just kind of like, Oh, okay. 
Now, like like you just said, when I, I I've seen this episode a couple of times, yeah. and I didn't think anything of it after they go through all of that. I was like, oh, I didn't pay crazy attention to the way they're asking the question. So right. it's very easy for it to glaze over, so you can understand the confusion of the mm-hmm. characters. But on one time, I was like, all right, I'm going to pay attention and see if there's an actual difference. And I side with Monica. Her voice did rise at the end as in the form of a question. Question. That the keys, Rachel, I think, Rachel was still more concerned about should I spend time to go up to the roof with everybody or should I just go on to catch my flight? Because... Monica's like, got the keys, and they're all running out of the apartment. Rachel sets her stuff down. She also runs out of the apartment. She's like, okay. Like, she sounds nervous. So, in my, I I think that Rachel's probably more thinking, oh, okay, I'll go up for a little bit, and but I got to hurry because I got to catch my flight. That, okay, yeah. That's how I took it. You know, or maybe she thought Monica was saying, I got the keys. And she's just like, okay, you got the keys. I got to hurry because I got to catch my flight. Like, I think that's what she was nervous about, even though that's well, not she's, what she said. she's still like, it doesn't really matter either way. She's still the Rachel that we're coming to know. Mm-hmm. A little bit more self-involved, thinking of herself kind of thing. In her Rachel land, doing her Rachel thing. You don't have to say that every time. I don't know when Brad Pitt's showing up. It's going to be a long time. So oh. get used to me saying that all the time. Because <laughs> Brad Pitt's the one that says it later. Yes. Decades later. Decades. If you're decades just joining later. us, we say decades later as a joke because it feels like that episode's going to be mm. decades from now. Even though it's seasons from now, but it's far away, so it feels like decades. Well, when you're doing a episode a week, Rewatch. it's a long time. It's a long away. time away. <laughs> so that's the whole mishap. They finally get in. When they do, everything is burned. And Monica and her ruined potatoes, ruined potatoes, ruined potatoes. <laughs> Yes, and so there, it's the apartment is smoking up, and in walks Ross. Oh, geez. Tell us how he makes Monica upset, Whitney. Oh, <clears throat> he comes in. He's still kind of singing his own little song to himself, and he walks. In, he was like, "Yeah," and he's like, like "Baby." Oh, like everything's smoky, and he looks around. And he's like, "Well, this doesn't smell like mom's." <laughs> <laughs> well, that just sends. Like, Monica off. Well, Ross, you wanted lumps. Here's a great big one right here. <laughs> Pulls out a spoon from a pot and potatoes are stuck to it. It's all charred. Like, like one no big potato lump. Yeah. Well, Ross, you wanted lumps. Here it is. And you know what was kind of funny when they were out in the hall no I guess it's in the apartment everybody starts fighting everybody's there now they're all inside all the food is burned do you want to say something no 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 you're right you're right right 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the food is burned. Ross shows up. This doesn't smell like mom's. Uh-huh. No, it doesn't. Does it? <laughs> yeah. You want mom's? Here's one. And Monica even starts crying because Joey says something to the effect of, hey, this is this was no one's first choice. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because Rachel comes out on the phone. Like oh, she just hung right. up the phone and she just like, yeah, the plane is taken off. And she is like, great, I missed my flight. I'm not going to get to see my family. And Joey is like, yeah, well, this was nobody's first choice. And Monica, like when she goes, oh, really? Yeah. Then why am I killing myself to, you know, poor thing. She's trying to make three different types of potatoes. Making Plus everyone happy. Stuff. Yeah, making everyone happy. Earlier, she yelled at Rachel about like, how is this my fault, you know, that they were locked out of the apartment when they were blaming each other? You said he had the keys. No, I asked, got the keys? Like you, you had the keys. You said, yeah, okay. Like when they were arguing about that stuff, she's like, oh, because everything's my responsibility. Yeah. And at one point, Monica, she like started crying. She was like yelling, started crying. And she's like, I just my first Thanksgiving and I just can't. Ah, 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 ah. Chandler's like Chandler. Monica only dogs can hear you now <laughs> yes because she's getting so shrieking uh, I felt bad for her though I mean that's a lot of pressure I was like Chandler didn't give a crap he was like Monica only yeah. dogs can hear you now he wasn't he didn't care he didn't give a rat's ass that she was so upset I know which she is kind of so funny seeing that like First first season, Monica and Chandler versus, like, later seasons, Monica and Chandler. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I was just like, um. Anyways, Chandler. Yeah. So, but, yeah, but she loses it when Joey's like, hey, this was no one's first choice. She's like, really? I was like, I would feel the same way. Mm-hmm. I was busting my butt to make everybody happy. No one was really helping me. And then it was like, well, this isn't even my first choice. I was like, Really? Then why am I making you potatoes? Exactly. Mario gets his tots. <laughs> as long as Mario gets his tots. I love so, that line. And so they're all yelling because, like you said, Rachel missed her flight. Ross is like, this doesn't smell like bombs. Monica's lost it. Joey's like, well, this is nobody's first choice. And then they're all like, they all start arguing. And Monica starts shouting and like jumping. She goes, Stop it, stop it, stop it. it." And then here's a great line. Tell us, Whitney. Oh, Taylor says, All right, now this feels like Thanksgiving. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, pobrecito, all the fighting. That's what he remembers as Thanksgiving. Uh, make, uh, you're starting to understand Chandler a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. And so a little time goes by and it shows everybody just like on the couch. They're all bummed out. No one's talking. They're all all silent. It's very quiet. But I Phoebe breaks Phoebe. the ice. Yes. Phoebe's looking out the window. She, you know, here's uh, ugly naked guy sighting. <laughs> we have Phoebe points out, oh, ugly naked guy is taking his turkey out of the oven. And they're like, ah, oh, well. And then <clears throat> she's like, oh, but he, like, ugly naked guy is not alone. He, he's having Thanksgiving dinner with ugly naked gal. And that's what gets <laughs> everyone up. 
and running to the window like, what? So they're all, oh gosh, it's, it almost seems awkward when you're thinking about it. Like they're spying on two naked people across the street. Hey man, obviously their blinds are open and their curtains are pulled back. Yeah, it's whatever. I mean, they're seeing everything. It's so, funny. anyways, I like but it was kind of sweet. It. It's kind of sweet because they're all like, you know, they start making comments about what they're doing, like, oh, ugly naked dancing. <laughs> and somebody, somebody says, you know, it, it's nice that he has somebody. Yeah. On this, like, on this holiday, or and like, that's when they all kind of look at each other, like, you know what, we're together, and we're lucky. I think they realize that, I mean, they may not be spending their traditional Thanksgivings, but I mean, you got to think of it this way too, is like, they're still like in their early twenties, you know, early twenties, I was still going home for like, you know, family Thanksgivings and stuff like that. Like I didn't have, you know, a serious boyfriend. I wasn't married. Um, I didn't have in-laws that I was going to someone else's house with, you know, I was like, I still lived, you know, within two hours from my parents. So it was like, you know, yeah, Thanksgiving, drive home, you know, go, go yeah. see my brother, go see my parents, you know, spin. Lindsay. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's Whitney's brother. Um, oh, anyways, I could go on about him. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyways. Uh, but, but yeah, yeah everybody like, goes home. But yeah, you, know, you just, that's what you do. You go home and uh, you, you get that when you're in your early 30s or, or not 30s, sorry, 20s. They're in their 20s at this point. Um, early to mid 20s, I mean, depending on what your situation is, that's what you do. You go home, you, you spend time with your family. Um, so that part is very relatable. But I think it's when they realize, you know, they, they see, ugly naked guy with ugly naked gal is like, <laughs> you know, even he is spending this holiday with somebody else. And they realize that there's six of them there that they've kind of formed this own little family mm-hmm. and, you know, they're very lucky to have each other. Yeah. And they find ways to bring them all together in the future, in the future episodes. And they're the ones that kind of, started the whole Friendsgiving. Friendsgiving is actually a word. I mean, it it wasn't a word back then. Mm -mm. It wasn't a word even when, I want to say, even when the show stopped, when it ended. I think that might have been around the time, maybe, that people started saying, well, I'm just going to have Thanksgiving with my friends. We're going to have a Friendsgiving. Yeah. I want to say it's more within these past, what, Five? So I've, I've, yeah, I know it's been longer than that because I've gone to um, maybe the past ten I've gone years. Gone to a few friendsgivings at my friend Natasha's house here in Norman when she still lived in Norman, and that was before I met Ben. And it's called friendsgiving, but it, it is. It is. It's a friendsgiving. But it wasn't like a thing when the show was airing. I don't. I mean, not, I didn't ever attend. If a it was, I, I never heard about of it. it. I never heard of it. Uh huh. So I want to say it was like afterwards, after the series ended in the show, you know, it kept going. It might have been, yeah, it became more popular or whatever. Mm -hmm. Or it might have been just something that, you know, because like I do live in a college town. Mm -hmm. Um, So I don't know if it's 
I mean, like whenever I was in my twenties and single, um, it could have been like, it started hearing, I, I started hearing it more because like maybe people weren't leaving town to go wherever they were going yeah. and they were just doing Thanksgiving's here. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways, I don't know. I mean, that's, that's when I started hearing it was when I moved to Norman mm-hmm. and I was probably like in my mid, well, mid to late twenties, maybe. I'd have been more late twenties, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Definitely before 30. (laughs) Yeah. And you know, that's, that's pretty much the show. It wraps up with them saying, you know, it's kind of implied like, okay, we have each other. We're all together. Um, and they're eating whatever they could eat. Grilled cheese sandwiches. Yeah. They had grilled cheese sandwiches. Yep. Glasses of wine. Yep. And that was pretty much the episode. Do yeah. You, do you quote anything from this episode today? <laughs> um, I mean, I know it's been a really long time, but do you yeah, quote it today? Nothing's still like jumps out at me as something I still use today. Yeah, no, me, me neither. Um, yeah. Okay. So you said no, you neither. I was going to say, what nope. about you? <laughs> <laughs> I was reviewing my notes. Sorry. Yeah, no, me neither. <laughs> so yeah, I guess right. we're good. Yep. We're good. Well, let's get into trivia questions for next week. Oh, next week is a good one. Next week is a good one. Um, oh, how they end this episode, they're all like, you know, cheers, you know, because Chandler makes a speech like, I know this wasn't your first choice, but I'm really happy that y'all's Thanksgiving plans, you know, fell through, that your Thanksgiving sucked because I get to spend it with you and this has been right. really great. And so they kind of make a toast to like... I don't know what they say, but Rachel adds and a crappy, and a crappy new, year. new year. And uh-huh. next episode is a New Year's episode. Yeah, because it was a lousy Christmas and a crappy New Year. Yes, that's what it was. That's where they were toasting. Cheers, yeah. you know, too. Um, so next week is New Year's. And so you know what? Yay. It kind of is kind of crappy. um yeah in a fun way of course Mm. so question number one for next week there are actually three brand new characters that are introduced and they're reoccurring so they're not just on there for one time who are they name all three dang it's very surprising. Hey, and not only do we get introduced to three new characters, uh, a reoccurring one who we have already met also joins in the New Year's fun. Like, there is a lot of people here for New Year's. So one person we've already met. They don't count. Okay. But... 
we have three other new characters. All right. Yep. And then question number two. Everybody makes a pact for New Year's. What is it? Name that pact. Oh, okay. Got it. And then the third question is, who is Ross's date for the New Year's party? (laughs) Okay, got it. Who is Ross's date? Oh, this is a fun episode. It's It's a fun episode. Lots of good stuff. (laughs) To quote Joey in the future, I like it. I like it. Yeah. That's cool. I like it. What's not to like? <laughs> so, anything else, Whitney, before we say goodnight? Oh, you know what we didn't say? What? So Joey, Joey goes back at the very end of the episode. He goes yes. back. Yes. He goes Heels. back. Yes. In the subway, starts peeling the VD off the poster. So it's like what Mario isn't telling you. And he starts peeling. But of course, there's like layers and layers of posters. So it finally lands on, you know, the uh, like. Three-time Tony Award. Tony Award. Yeah. Yeah. Because earlier in the episode, he was hitting on on this girl. And he was like, hey, I know you. We used to work together Mm -hmm. at a retail store. And they both like sprayed perfume and cologne for the shoppers and yeah. she's like oh yeah but then he's like hey so let's go get a drink and she's like okay <laughs> and then they stand up and she notices the poster behind him on the subway wall and, and she's like new what mario isn't telling you and it's all no i just he, oh i felt bad for joey at this point because like it was like one of those things that he he's not used to rejection so She's like agreed to go for a drink with him and then stands up and he, he like she sees the poster and then she's like, Oh, wait, on second thought, I can't. And he's like, Oh, yeah, I'm like, why not? And she goes, I, uh, Like, I have a thing. A, he's like, What is it? I, I have to leave. Yeah. He just she's turns like, around and walks away. Uh, leave. And he turns I have around. To, uh, leave. Then he turns around and notices there is his VD spokesman poster boy (laughs) picture of himself clear as day. Ooh, bless his heart. (laughs) And it ruined it for him. So at the end of the show, it shows him like ripping off the last part of that poster. But underneath it was another poster and that wasn't good either. And so he ripped that one off too, just the bottom half. It's like he's just taking off the bottom strip. He's just stripping away. He strips away a few times until he finds a good one. And it was like winner of three Tony Awards. (laughs) If you don't know what a Tony Award is, it's like an Oscar, but for people who do theater. Broadway. Yes, Broadway plays. If you liked this show, please. Comment, like, subscribe, follow, whatever your preferred podcast platform says. Do it. That way you don't miss out on any of the newest episodes. Catch us if you have a question for a future episode. 
We'll get you an answer, our opinion, whatever you are searching for. We will answer it. Send your questions to pivotpodcast at yahoo.com. And like I said, if you like this, also go ahead and read, leave a review, rate it, give it five stars if you enjoyed it, and share it with your friends. Thank you for being our friend. That's Whitney, so <laughs> thank you for being my friend. You're going to make me cry. <laughs> <laughs> Always. I'm so glad we're doing this. Yes. So we are calling it a night because we record yes. after the kids are in bed. <laughs> All right. Good night, New York. I think one of the Friends characters said it one time. Phoebe, when they're accepting the uh, fake awards, those are the recipients of the awards. Alrighty, now that is all. Subscribe, follow, share. Share away with your friends. Yay. Good night. It's bedtime. Yes, mama (laughs) needs to sleep. Mama needs to be at work in the morning. Alrighty then. Understand why it's called Hoppadillo. It's Hoppy. <laughs> yeah, it's Hoppy. So it's IPA. And just so you know, I already started recording us. Um, <laughs> I can stick it at the end, or you know, this won't be our beginning. But the Hoppadillo, it's IPA, and I don't really like a whole lot of IPAs, but mm-hmm. Hector does. And mm-hmm. this Hoppadillo, it's made in Texas, so. Armadillo, Texas. So it's a Hopadillo. I didn't know that brand. That it's out of it Austin, Texas. Um, they have that also. Uh, Love Love Street, I think. That sounds familiar. <coughs> yeah. Sorry, Yeah, that sounds familiar. But um. The Hopadillo is in. Oh, and they also had a Christmas beer too that I enjoyed over the holidays. I found it at Target and it was, um, (laughs) no, I found it at the gas station actually. And it was, um, so it had something Yule in it. (coughs) I think there were some Christmas ones. I don't think I tried any, but I remember hearing about it. Do you need like water or something? mm. Did something like, Go down your throat or something like a spice or something. Really bad tickle in my throat. Uh oh. So take care of that. I'm going to talk. Yeah. Did you get a, a new beer or are you trying out another oh. one? Oh. Um. I remember you said you were going to go to Target again. Yes, I went to Target again. Okay, Very so good. I was I was at Target, kind of, and Ben called me while I was at Target, and so I was in the beer aisle, and I'm like. He's um, talking to me about something and I'm like, "Uh uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Just, I guess, check that out. And he's like, are you saying something? I was like, yeah, I'm trying to pick out a new beer. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to pick a beer. And he goes, oh, okay. I'll let you go. Sorry, I'm not paying attention. I'm focusing on the beer. Yeah. But I mean, cause I had had a few other things I was getting at Target, um, but beer was one of them. So anyways, I ended up getting a, uh, something I saw last week. Um, that I didn't end up getting. I ended up getting the the vanilla porter. Uh, anyways, it was it's a Boulevard 
wheat and it's um, like a variety pack. So oh, right okay. now I'm having a hazy American classic. And then next up is snow and tell. <laughs> so, yeah. Snow and tell. Well, okay. A hazy American class. I guess it's called uh, unfiltered wheat beer and the description hmm. is hazy American classic. But Interesting. Yeah. The snow and tell is oak aged. So interesting scotch ale interesting i'm really into the local beers i think we've talked about this before i love local breweries it just it just tastes you were telling so me about fresh. yeah you were telling me about the one in um corpus oh, when you come down here yes that's yes, we like, have to yeah. go yes i'm it's super excited to come down lazy and you said that the like the 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 beers are actually like tasty like you say that they taste really good. Yeah, I like them. They have all different flavors. And there's a few breweries where um, there's another one downtown I mentioned. It's um, and you can you can go there. You can have like dinner there. You can take the kids. Um, you know, if you go early enough, like some of them, they have um, you can bring kids like Lazy Beach is like by my house. Mm. I think it's like may, maybe a full mile from my house. And wow. you can take your kids there when they first opened, you could have kids there like whenever, but then I think like the later crowds, I think it might've gotten like annoying or something. I'm just guessing. So they started putting like a little curfew. So you could take your kids were welcome until about 8 PM. I want to say right. eight or 9 PM. I want to say eight. So they're and they, I was gonna say by that time, kid, like especially young yeah, kids should be kids in bed anyway. anyway yeah. You know, so um, but there's people there during the day. Like there's always somebody there yeah. during the day. So you could go and hang out there. They've got giant games. They actually have games for kids to play. That's they, cool. You know, they have stuff and you can sit there and hang out and it's all right there. It's not like they have a playground or anything, but <laughs> You know, you can take your kids. You don't have to worry about it. It's not a bar. Mm. And, um, but they make fresh local beer. That's nice. Yeah. And. That's cool. Yeah. Oh, I had a question. Like, apparently there's, I've seen several people here in Norman drinking this, but they get it in Texas. And it's a dill pickle beer. I haven't tried it. But yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Okay, gosh, I really <laughs> want to try it because I love my pickle. friend. My friend likes it. It yeah. remind, remind us if you haven't tried it by the time you come down, um, mm. we'll get it and we'll try it. Yeah, I was going to say yeah, we are uh, we're playing we're playing on going to Dallas too. Like before we come down to Corpus, uh, it, that'll be in uh, February. So maybe I'll find it. So Oklahoma somewhere does there. not have the dill pickle. No, no, because I've asked, I've asked, um, my friend, um, uh, gosh, I think it was Olivia. Olivia posted a picture about, of it on Facebook and I had asked her like, where did you get that? <laughs> and, uh, she said that she found it, like, I had it in Texas and it brought some up or whatever. Somebody sent it to her. Or something. I can't remember. Yeah, I know but, people have tried it. They like it. Mm-hmm. Everybody that that I know of that has tried it says they like it. I just haven't tried it. Gosh. And I love yeah, pickles. I, you would have thought I would have made it a point, but. Ooh, that show, that snow and tell is pretty good. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> Maybe ooh. I'll put a dill pickle beer on my 
2021 goal list. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> You're reaching for the stars there. <laughs> like Ch- like Chandler says, don't tell me I don't have goals. <laughs> hey, and now I that- will try the dill pickle beer. Yeah. Hey, and now that we're quoting Chandler, ta-da! Ta-da! Whoopa, Whitney. Pivot. Oh, goodness. Welcome to Pivot. Pivot. Pivot.